Welcome to the Ministry to Parents podcast. Here's your hosts, Elizabeth and Jeremy Lee. Well, hey, everybody. Welcome to the Ministry to Parents podcast. This is the podcast for church leaders that helps you build a ministry to parents. I'm Jeremy Lee. And I'm Elizabeth Lee. And we are kicking off our first series in season two. Yes. Welcome to season two. We've had a couple of months rest. Thank you to Tony Bianco for holding down the fort for us and in June. And then in July, we just kind of took a break, spent some time with our family, re-energized like maybe many of you have had an opportunity to do. And now, we're back and we're calling this season two even though we're still keeping our episode count we're going where we want a uh, kind of a new beginning and uh bring in some new energy and we are kicking it off on a topic that we are passionate about family ministry so it's family ministry month that's right we're declaring a holiday it's it's family ministry month all month long so we're going to invite some of our uh uh, friends that are family ministers and we're going to just ask them great questions and kind of let you network without having to meet people an introvert's dream you get to meet and hear from other people who are in similar seats or maybe a seat you want to be in Mm -hmm. and you can learn from their experience and get to know them a little bit and you never have to actually meet them that's right it's perfect okay so today is episode 45 and our guest host today that we're going to interview is michelle craddock and she's an associate equipping minister at oak hills church out of texas and she was able to share with us some incredible insight on why family ministry matters. Um, how do you do it when you're trying to maintain other responsibilities? How do you do some of it for free? And if you want to ever move into that role, what are some things you could do uh, right at the beginning of that job? Yeah, Michelle, uh, she is full of great tips. Uh, she has a passion um, for equipping parents, she's a, she's a mom herself, and she's just got a, a lot of great stuff to share. Mm-hmm. Can't wait to hear from it. In fact, let's don't wait any longer. Let's hear from Michelle now. Hello, thanks so much for joining in to the Ministry to Parents podcast. We are so excited to kick off our family ministry series for season two this August. And we have a special guest today. Uh, her name is Michelle Craddock, and she is the Associate Equipping Minister at Oak Hills Church in Texas. And so, Michelle, thank you for joining in with Jeremy and I today. Yeah, I'm excited. Thanks for having me. Thanks for being here. We're 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 really excited to talk in general about family ministry and we didn't want it to just be our voices this time. We wanted to invite folks like you who are living it every single day. We know Michelle, this is your passion and we can't wait for our audience to uh, learn more about that as well. Yes. So can you tell us a little bit about what you do? Yes. So um like you said my uh job title is associate equipping minister and what that means is I am um, on our adult ministry team, and I directly oversee our parent equipping um, of all ages, all ages of parents. And I also um, oversee even women's ministry and some adult ministry, other foundational adult ministry classes. Um, but the, the most, one of the most exciting parts is that I get to um, help all of our ministries at Oak Hills Church um, equip parents in in all all different ways. Um, so it's it's a super fun job. I love it. Sweet gig. So, sounds like a dream job. There's gonna be a lot of it jealous is. folks I listening to this. The same thing. 
there's somebody going, come on now. <laughs> so, uh, well, then let's start with the basic here. Why do you think family ministry matters? Give us kind of your, uh, you know, thesis on uh, your, your uh, what's that called? What did Jerry Maguire? I don't know. That's a fancy word. You use thesis. <laughs> he, he, he had this, uh, like, gosh, I'm missing the word. Right. It was like his life's, the life statement. <laughs> why, why is family, I'm going to come up with that word before, before this interview's over. But, but we do not recommend Jerry Maguire. It's R-rated. Oh, yeah, my bad. <laughs> we are not anyway. officially endorsing anything. <laughs> what is the reason why you have given your whole career to family ministry? Why is it such a big deal? <laughs> Well, um, besides the fact that it's all so much fun, um, I, you know, and at the risk of sounding real, really churchy, I, I do believe that, um, it's what God calls us to. And, you know, and even in the Great Commission in Matthew 28, where he says to go and make disciples, um, that's, I mean, the family unit is the, the best place to start. Like you've got a built in small group, um, and you can pour into parents. And, and, and the parents can pour into the, to the kids ideally. And that's, you know, I, I feel like when God says go and make disciples, um, that's, that's a, that's a way for us to do that. That's a way for us to fulfill the Great Commission. Um, and I, I also think that, um, I think, and I, I should know this off the top of my head, but I think it's Paul that says to follow, um, follow my example as I follow the example of Christ and, and teaching parents to follow the example of Christ so that their children can follow, follow them. Um, I think it's just vital. It's vital to the world today, especially, um, family ministry is. And I, um, I just know that God blesses it. I know he does. Thank you, Michelle, for sharing your manifesto, That's, which is exactly yeah, what I was trying to figure out. Did you happen out. to look that up? No, I was listening to you the whole time. I was not Google anything. <laughs> I was listening, Michelle. I was in. <laughs> I think I should take a time out and let you do the next question, Elizabeth. Oh, I, I wrote down as you're talking. Um, I love what you said. What a great term to coin. It's a built-in small group. I thought that was so mm-hmm. good. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay, so not everybody kind of starts out in their 20s just saying, I know I'm going to go into family ministry and working with adults. Did you or mm-hmm. how did it how did it evolve for you? <laughs> no, I did not. I, I went to I went to school. I got my degree um, in student ministry and I was like, I can't do this. There's no way it's ta- it's too much pressure. I'm not going to make any money. And I, I no, I'm not doing this. And so right out of college, I actually went into banking. Um, and then, you know, just long story short, uh, I had my first, my first son and in 2008 and then in 2009, um, because of a series of events, I just found myself, I, I couldn't stay home with him anymore and I needed to find a job. And, um, I was attending Oak Hills church with um, my, you know, my family attends Oak Hills Church at that time. And in the, in the bulletin, there was a, a, a job that was available and it was, um, actually a ministry assistant job. And I was like, Oh, I could do that in my sleep and I won't have to bring my work home with me and I'll be working at a church. I'll get the best of both worlds. That's funny. And <laughs> well, that turned into, um, you know, 11 years later, here I am, um, you know, back, I think, I, I believe where, or God, 
has called me to, um, and where I just kind of took a detour and, um, and so that, but that's what it, it brought me. I just, I mean, I just love it. I, when it's something that God has called you to, you can't get away from it for too long. So. And it worked out exactly like that, right? You don't ever bring your work home and it's <laughs> oh, no, super no, easy, no, no big deal. Here, I don't think I'm not. Yeah, no, I don't think about it or anything. <laughs> so it worked it's just worked according out. to plan. <laughs> yeah. So uh, speaking of plans, a lot of uh, churches have family ministry plans where they have a children's minister, a youth minister, and those kind of things. But not everybody has, like what your church does, has a person set aside for family ministry or for equipping mm-hmm. parents. Mm-hmm. And so – For those that are listening that are in that situation, how can they incorporate reaching parents while still dealing with all the other stuff? Mm -hmm. I think you're perfectly Mm -hmm. equipped for this because you've now had all these extra responsibilities added to your job description. How are you maintaining both? Yeah. Um, well, there's, I think there's a, a lot of different ways, but two, um, two thoughts that come to mind right away is, um, is, is volunteers. I mean, they are, God has has entrusted us with people in our churches um, that have gifts and have abilities to help with equipping parents. Now that that will look like all different all different ways that we can equip parents. But um, I think really, um, you know, not holding so tightly to things and 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 leaning into who God has entrusted us with. And, and the people in our church to equip parents. Um, I, I, so I think really leaning into volunteers is, is very, very important, especially when you don't have time to, which most, if not all, um, children's ministry leaders and student ministry leaders, just they just don't have time. You know, we learn in school. We learn in all of our training. You've got to um, minister to the whole family. You need to minister to the parents. But then you get into the job and it's like, well, wait, I don't have time to do that because I have to do all these things with the children and the and the high school students, the middle school students. They expect I'm expected to do, to do all of this stuff. Um, but I think leaning into volunteers is is the way to go and and that's just i mean that's just what you have to do when you don't have you're you're asked to do so much and you don't have the time to do it all um i think is one way and um the the other way reaching parents in small ways not um you know when you have somebody fully devoted to it and you can do a whole bunch of things that's great but there's also small ways that you can reach parents and and that can even be in um in communication to parents and how you communicate to them how often how effective your communication is because all of our ministries have at least one way that we communicate what's going on in our ministry to the parents we have to like you know in children's ministry you know we our five-year-olds don't have emails and so they're not checking emails but parents are and so making sure that we are being very effective in our communication to them is a way to minister to to parents because we've got there's they just have so much coming at them that um even if you send a ton of a ton of information and a ton of ways to communicate to them they still may not get it but but you you just you gotta um we have to change our thinking to be serving the families through communication um so that's that's a small way another small way is even uh changing our language throughout the church um 
one way that that or just changing language and even changing our thinking towards, okay, if, you know, as a student minister in my head, a lot of times it was, okay, I have to disciple these high school students or it is on me to disciple these middle school students, but changing my thinking and changing my language of like, it's no, it's not all on me to disciple these, these students or to share the gospel with these students. It's, you know, how can I bring the parents along? You know, if, if a student is going to get baptized, if, you know, if the parent is a believer, then why not ask the parent to do that? You know, that's a way to minister to them. And I, and, and if a parent is willing to do that, it is the biggest blessing in the world to be able to baptize their own son or daughter. Um, so those are just quick, small ideas for how we can, um, minister to the parents and, and reach parents in the midst of all of the other responsibilities that we have. I really like, because I would say the majority of our listeners are in in just facts and data. The majority of the churches are not the large, right? It's Mm -hmm, um, because it's in churches isn't really even defined biblically as large or small, you know, but in the the Western culture where we live, it's, it's kind of how it's played out. And so Jeremy and I have a heart for both and we've actually worked in both and we've actually grown Mm -hmm. up in both. And so, um, and seeing that, I love what you have to say because you're the majority of churches don't have right uh, the positions uh, that you are have the opportunity to do. And I really like how it's just very practical and talking mm-hmm. about volunteers. And I think that applies to both whatever service mm-hmm. environment you're in. But I really like the reach the parents in the small ways and then change the language mm-hmm. and the thinking. That was really good. Um uh and and the majority of churches also don't necessarily have a line item in their budget that says family mm-hmm. ministry right yeah. and and yeah. you may have like a next gen person that has that but again that's a small group of people so right. if a if a children's leader or a youth leader uh they start incorporating some of the ideas that you had what are some mm-hmm. ways that they could incorporate ideas you've already given some but that could be mm-hmm. for free mm-hmm. in a way mm-hmm. that would be able to um they could implement it without it having to be big quote or yeah. you know pro i guess programmed yeah yeah i actually just last night um was a, I held a focus group with a group of young parents and they've got they had children um between the ages of one and I think 13 was the oldest child. And the one of the questions was, you know, how can we equip you? What can we do to serve you better? And uh, one, and I think that this idea that one of the parents had can apply to any size church, any, anything um, is they, uh, they said, you know, if, if we could just come and meet in the parking lot and bring popsicles, and just hang out together. So, so a, a lot of what they suggested and a lot of what they um, said that they needed was a place for community and they didn't care what it looked like. They didn't, they, it didn't need to be a huge program. They just wanted to be together. And so, and so they even said, and we'll even, we'll clean up, you know, we'll, we'll handle all the logistics. We'll, we'll contact parents. Um, and so they were willing to do it and it was, it, it, and it's free. And, you know, I, maybe the cost could be popsicles, but then again, that doesn't have to be a cost to the church. That can be a volunteer picking that, that tab up and just saying, yeah, I'll buy 50 popsicles. Like that's, 
cheap or I'll buy 25. Um, but what I heard from them is they don't need a big program. They don't need um, all these details. They just want to be together and build community, um, especially at that young, when they've got those young, the young age children, the, the, it can be, it can feel very isolating. So just being, providing a space or, um, or the idea, yeah, provi- that's what I'm hearing. Just providing an idea, like being the one to kind of get it started. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's good. It's really good. And I love popsicles, so I, <laughs> I love that part too. And I'm thinking, according to which kind of popsicle you buy is your budget. <laughs> yeah, mm. exactly. Like the drumsticks, those could be expensive. Exactly. But, or you yeah. go old school ICs, get the whole bag yeah. for a couple bucks. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you know, we're just celebrating family ministry this month. And, uh, so if we could boil it down to one thing, like if you, if you were sitting across the table from a family minister and you were like, look, just make sure you do this one thing, um, mm-hmm. what would it be? Oh, just one thing. Um, <laughs> it is, it is. I, I, I think I would go back to communication. I, that has all, that's always been, something that it has been hard to figure out. I think we all have the parents that come and say, I didn't get that email or, you know, I didn't know about that, whatever it was. Um, but communicating, serving the parents through clear and consistent communication, I think is, is a, is a great ministry to them because they've got so much coming at them. And, and when we communicate and they miss it, not, um, not being like, oh, well, I mean, why didn't you get that email? Or why didn't you, I sent the email, why didn't you get it? You know, actually maybe sitting down and, and finding out, well, what's, you know, there could be something more. I know it's just communication, but there could be something going on in their family and they're, they're overwhelmed and they're, they're not getting communication for whatever reason. Um, but, but I think communicating clearly and consistently and often is is a win um how often that is it just i think it just depends on on what you're communicating and um and what the environment is where you're working but but i i just i really believe that that constant communication you know when you think you've done enough maybe communicate one more time um is very helpful to parents we've had a lot of church leaders share with us over the years that they feel like they put stuff out there and get nothing in response. And mm-hmm. so I can, there's like this tension and struggle. Like, am I overwhelming them? Am I burdening them? How do I know when too much is too much? You know, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. do you have a rough, do you have a rough uh, estimate, guesstimate on like texting every day? Probably too much. Mm-hmm. Testing yeah. once a week is probably good average. Like, do you have a thought on that? Like, Again, I think it it depends on what you're trying to communicate. So, you know, um, for for maybe we'll just use maybe summer camp for an example. We always have have people come up last minute and they're like, "Oh, can I please? Is the room? Is the room?" And I missed the the deadline, the registration deadline. And um, so I think that. You know, maybe as you get closer, it's, it's, it could be a once a week communication and, uh, maybe for the last month, the month before registration closes for camp, you're, you're at least once a week and then maybe two weeks, um, two weeks out, it's, 
you know, an, an email and a text message like, hey, registration is closing. And then, you know, there you, just often I, I've not ever heard anybody say you're you're giving me too much. You're sending me too many emails um, or what I have heard is the text messages have been really helpful. Um, now, again, yeah, you're you're right, Elizabeth. You don't want to do that every single day. But when it's those um, important deadlines like summer camp registration, then, you know, too much communication is probably enough. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's probably a good thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't want them to miss out. So mm-hmm. that's really good. That's good. Thank you. Um, OK, so this will be the last question we've got for you. If. Mm-hmm. Um, Sometimes people transition that from children's or family into some type of parent ministry or family ministry position or intern mm-hmm. or maybe move into a next gen position. If uh, what would be some, uh, I guess, advice or wisdom that you would have that if they have one year or 100 days or whatever, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. what would be uh, your recommendations on things to implement first? Well, I, I would like to, I'm going to speak on my experience. Um, Oak Hills Church is, is a much, is an older church. So the student ministry has been around for a very long time. So in 2016, when I, um, transitioned into the student ministry role, uh, I wish that I would have, looking back, that I would have, um, sat down and spent more time listening to parents. And understanding, you know, a lot of the, a lot of the parents that had, that had children in the student ministry had been a part of the church for a long time. Um, and, you know, just they were really involved. And so to not spend time with them and to understand, you know, the history of the student ministry, what they love about it, just getting to know them, um, was a miss on my part. So, you know, I, I came in with, with great ideas and was like, we're going to do these certain things. Um, and, and some people were like, well, who is this girl? I mean, you know, I'd been a part of the church for years, but it was like, I mean, where, where did she come from? Um, so I think, I think spending time understanding, um, what was already in place in the student ministry and, and meeting with volunteers and parents. Um, and spending some, I mean, six months at the very least doing a lot of listening and understanding the ministry. I wish I would have done that. Um, and I would say that for, for any, any new ministry position that's been, that's been established. Mm-hmm. I, I would, I would highly recommend doing that. And I think that you, that advice is so good because I'm, uh, actually, uh, inter- impl- implementing that, internalizing whatever mm-hmm. we're looking for there myself. Like, cause you could even use that in volunteer roles. Like I'm currently working Absolutely. in a volunteer role, um, mm-hmm. at my son's school and it's been an established program. And, you know, you have all these ideas, but I do think it's, it's such wisdom to say if it's established, go in and find out the history and listen to yeah. the stories and, and uh, I think it shows respect to where um, mm-hmm. what's gone before you because you're joining something bigger than yourself. Right. And so you're showing respect to what has been. And I think that actually helps you makes you a better leader uh, yeah. moving forward. So uh, uh, thank you. That was good. And I think one thing I, I would want to add to that is sometimes um, our leadership 
that, you know, like our boss can say, I want you to implement these certain things as soon as you get in a role. And so it, it can, you can feel a little bit of a, of tension of like, well, I've got to get these things implemented, but I also want to listen to the people who've been here for so long. Um, I think it's okay and it's right to maybe go to that supervisor or that boss or whoever the leadership is and just say, can I, can I have some time to, to just learn, um, you know, maybe, maybe while you're implementing some new things, but even, even before those new things are, are being asked of you, um, you know, just asking for that extra time. Cause I know when, when you're put in a new job, it's like, okay, you know, let's mm-hmm. get going because that, that, boss or that leadership has been in that role for so long. So they're well aware of the culture and they're well aware of the history. Um, but, and so it's sometimes they can easily forget, Oh wait, hold on. This person needs to gain some credibility with the ministry um, leaders first. So. Mm-hmm. Yes. Really good. Well, thank you so much for being with us. Happy family ministry month, whether you knew it or not, that's what it is. Awesome. <laughs> And uh, as you kind of head into this next ministry year with your new responsibilities, we just wish you well. Just know we're cheering for you as you cheer with us for so many yeah. other um, church leaders. And yes, thank you. And thank you. Um, I always enjoy uh, getting I always enjoy when ministry to parents has an opportunity to give you a place to mm-hmm. share what you what you're walking through and doing. And I just enjoy yeah. you as a person. <laughs> well, thanks. You guys. You guys are doing awesome. Your heart and and being able to get to know you guys off of this, like not on a not on a recording or a podcast, is um, you have integrity. And I mean, I would be on board with I'm I'm on board with things you guys do any day because of of just your integrity and your heart for for ministers. So thank you for what you guys do. Thanks for joining us on our interview today with Michelle Craddock. We are so grateful to you, Michelle, for uh, lending your time and your voice and your insight. If you want um, some free parent ministry resources, you can pick those up at ministrytoparents.com forward slash free. And this is the podcast for church leaders that helps you build a ministry to parents. Thanks for joining. You've been listening to the M2P podcast. To download free parent resources, go to ministrytoparents.com.